Tua was among the biggest winners in week one. How much did he rise up your dynasty rankings? All that more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Kate Majuk. You can check her out on Twitter at Kate Majuk. Kate, the biggest winner in week one has to be our guy, Tua. Just lighting up the Chargers, 28 of 45 for 466 yards (laughs) and three touchdowns. What did you think about Tua here in week one? He looked absolutely incredible. And you know what, Marcus? I think the most exciting thing of all is that he looked to be the same quarterback we saw last year before the concussion issue started up, Um, you know, right around that mid season, right. When we assume he suffered his second concussion um, Mm -hmm. really started to see some of those, those efficiency metrics drop down Um, average 10.4 yards per pass attempt yesterday, insane, a 6.7% touchdown rate. Um, you absolutely love to see it. Uh, 110 passer rating, like everything he showed you was, was, was perfection, honestly. Like, and it, it wasn't even just yards after the catch. It wasn't just all Tyree kill Jalen Waddle. Like those things all helped, but, uh, you've got to be excited about the ball placement from to, uh, the, the touch. Um, he just looked really, really fantastic. And I think if you're a, a, a to a dynasty manager, like, this is exactly what you wanted to yeah. see in week one against a, you know, not such a, a tough defensive matchup here. Well, we thought it, it was going to be a tough defense, right? Like you've got Joey Bosa, you've got Cleo Mack. The Dolphins were without three starting offensive linemen, and it didn't matter at all. And what's so weird about this Tua thing is any week he can, he's a threat to be the number one quarterback, right? We saw that last year, like in the game where he lit up the Ravens or played well against the bills. Like he can be your number one quarterback in any week, but he's not being drafted anywhere near the top. He's only 25 years old and you can get him outside of the top 11 QBs right now in your dynasty league. It's just one of these things because of the injury history, you can get him so cheap, but like every game that two is healthy, Kate, like, how many quarterbacks are you really going to rank over him on a week by week basis? The, the, the answer has got to be pretty small. Yeah. What, what's even crazier, Marcus, this isn't even like a career high in terms of fantasy point production no. uh, like that. That's what's crazy. He had two weeks last season, uh, week two and weeks eight, uh, where he actually exceeded that, that fantasy point production. Like he's, he's, the real deal, I think. And of course, what everybody's going to continue to go back on, you know, in terms of dynasty value is this concern that like, okay, Tua takes, you know, one wrong hit and his career is done, which I, I think is, is valid. Um, but the, the thing that I keep holding on to is I, I think you start him when he's healthy, you enjoy that production, but you don't have to pay QB one pricing for Tua Tagovailoa. That is 
like his risk uh, and the inherent risk that like he could very well not play football again, I think is very much baked into the price that, that we see him sitting at right now. Um, you know, the, the upside is tremendous and I'm not sure like, you know, if, if this offense is going to keep, uh, you know, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill around, like there's no reason not to invest into a, especially given that I, I think for the upside, there's such minimal risk. Okay, if you go back and you look at his last 14 games and the games that he started and finished, he's averaging about 314 passing yards per game, which is just absolutely absurd. I, he's he's got to be one of the big biggest week one winners, but we want to talk about a lot of different players here, Kate. Who else was a winner for you in here in week one? I want to talk about Chuba Hubbard, who like kind of took me by surprise. I think everybody was generally... Um, you know, especially, you know, throughout training camp, heard these hype uh, praises uh, of Miles Sanders being a third down back. And uh, we're finally going to kind of see that usage that we've been craving all along for Miles Sanders. Shuba Hubbard kind of surprised me. I saw 28 total snaps uh, to Sanders is 44. Uh, saw all eight snaps on third down, which is kind of crazy uh, considering the hype that Sanders was getting as a potential third down back played four of six snaps in short yardage situations. You just love to see that usage. But when he actually touched the ball, he outplayed Sanders by like a mile, nine rush attempts, 60 rushing yards, 44% miss force tackle rate, um, three explosive runs to Sanders is two. Like it even got a couple of targets in there. Like I, I think that we might, be talking about Chuba Hubbard as a, a flex play more often sure. than we would have projected here at the beginning of the season. And again, talking about that sort of risk reward process of, of you know, evaluating players, uh, Chuba Hubbard, RB 68 right now, he's only 24 years old, yep. uh, being drafted uh, in the most recent dynasty batch of ADP um, RB 68 behind generic Prince. Yep. Like, Generic Prince, come on, guys! Be I want to get behind you... Jeff Wilson. Oh yeah, like get, so out, get out of here. I'll talk about one more running back. What about Tajay Spears? Now, if you look yes. at the box score, you're not going to be blown away. He had three carries for 27 yards, which again, he he looked really good. Had one catch uh, for one yard, and uh, so again, nothing there is super exciting. He did have four targets, but. He looked good, and he was on the field a lot more than you think in this one. It's it's pretty clear that Tajay Spears is going to be a factor in this Titans offense. Yeah, I was really, really kind of shocked by just this this overall usage here, um, and not necessarily usage, but just like the the fact that he played such a significant part of the snaps. Um, you know, obviously Derrick Henry, he's going to be your go to back. There's no doubt about that. But um, you know, Tajay Spears. It, 33 plays in this game yeah. um you know you, you saw a, a decent chunk of of usage uh from Tajay Spears uh-huh. uh, he was on the field a lot more than you would have thought um you know I, I think the the fact that he outsnapped Derrick Henry on offense super interesting even if it didn't translate necessarily to a a significant you know bulk of of touches here I do think that's probably indicative of, you know, the, the fact that this team is, is willing to get somebody else into the mix. It might not be Derrick Henry, you know, 25 to 30 touches per game anymore. 
if if they feel comfortable enough, and it seems like they do with Tajay Spears. Yeah, the the only other one name I want to mention here, <laughs> we have to the two actually two names the two Rams receivers two two Atwell six carries for or sorry six receptions one hundred and nineteen yards had a fantastic game. But the story, Puka Nakua, uh, the receiver from BYU. 15 targets, 10 catches for 119 yards, just playing the Cooper Cup role. Uh, it seems like he's going to be locked into double-digit touches or double-digit targets every week until Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup gets back. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, probably one of the biggest winners of the entire week here. Um, he's going to be a priority waiver wire oh, yeah. ad, I think, in, in most redraft leagues. Um, I'm going to take him over to it just because of that size advantage, six to 205 pounds um, just seems like to me a little bit, a little bit safer, but yeah, he's absolutely. shown you literally everything that you want, led the team in targets, receptions uh, tied to, to Atwell for the most receiving yards. Um, you know, I, I think you, you gotta be excited. Like, oh, I, yeah. I don't think, uh, you know, anybody He's a high end wide receiver too, until cup gets back. Absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I think that starting the season off, um, especially with all of that, that conjecture about like Matthew Stafford and, and having trouble connecting with players, if he shows he connects with Puka Nakua out of the gate, I think he's going to continue to go back to that. Well, um, much more than you would have expected for the fifth round pick. I do expect though, that like, I, I feel like he's kind of been like a cult favorite here in yeah. like some dynasty circles. So I think he's going to be a little bit of a challenge uh, if, if he's somebody you're looking to target. But, um, you know, in we'll terms of, of, you know, value, while, while you know, Cooper Cup is out, I, I don't know that you could do better than Puka Nakua. And he's probably going to be a, a weekly flex play until yep. we see Cooper Cup back and healthy. Let's talk about some losers from week one. Man, we had a lot of them. We will get to them next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It's so easy to add a job post. All you got to do is put your job on there and then put the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Kate, let's talk about some of the biggest losers from week one. And this one really bums me out, but Drake London, man, uh, a zero across the board. It's not going to be like this every week for Drake London, but it does feel like he's going to have a hard time getting a ton of volume with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Yeah, it, it, you know, I I think there's, there's kind of two sides to that coin. Like you love to see that, that he was on the field, right? Like that's a good thing. Um, But I do cardio in. Yeah, get some cardio in. That's good. I want you to be nice and conditioned. But um, you know, on the on the flip side of that, like 
you need some targets, right? Like, you know, no wide receiver played more offensive snaps than Drake London. Um, and it translated to literally nothing. Um, you know, I think we saw in this game that like the, the go-to for this Falcons offense is, is definitely going to be the run. And outside of that, this is going to be a crapshoot. So that kind of, you know, extends to me, uh, you know, also for Kyle Pitts, even, you know, like, there's going to be, I think, a, a lot of concern just in general when it comes to this pass attack for the Falcons. Yeah. And if you're going to rely on these guys, you know, in in any sort of like critical situation, I'm going to I'm going to say don't because yeah. this is going to be a bumpy ride, folks. So bumpy ride. I'm not moving him down my dynasty rankings or anything yet. However, in short term. I don't think you can start him. Like, I, how can you start Drake London right now with Desmond Ritter at quarterback unless Ritter gets a whole lot better or the Falcons go make a trade? There's just no way that you can trust him. And it's it, it's frustrating because, you know, that's somebody who we were ranking and drafting as a top 20 receiver. And after week one, it's already abundantly clear, like, you can't trust him in your lineup until further notice, until something else changes, either with Arthur Smith or with Desmond Ritter. That's how bad the situation is right now. It's not because of a lack of talent on Drake London's side. No, not at all. And this was like a dominant win. It was just so, uh, it was so bizarre. And, you know, even when Arthur Smith is asked after the game, like about this, this lack of involvement uh, for Drake London in the offense, like the, remember you took him, uh, what, eighth overall, yeah. um, one target. And his only response there is that like, you know, go, basically go cry fantasy football managers. Um, it's, I don't know. I, I wonder to myself, like I, is this formula going to be sustainable on a week to week basis? No, like probably not. I, right. Like it can't be. No, because there's going to be teams that put more offensive pressure on you than what the Panthers did, right? Like there's just going to be teams that score 27 points and you've got to keep up. And yes, I know they, they can really run the crap out of the ball. Right. And Tyler Algier, who, we should have mentioned as a winner, 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns. But at some point, you're going to have to show that you can effectively throw the ball down the field. And Ritter just didn't have to do that in this game. He was 15 of 18, but he only averaged 6.4 yards an attempt. Like, you've got to be more dynamic than that. Got to be more dynamic. And I do think, like, this play calling is probably going to catch up to them at some point. Like you said, maybe a, a team that – forces them, uh, you know, offensively to make some gutsier calls, maybe a defense that forces them to make uh, some gutsier calls and and forces them outside of this comfort zone between the run and the short passing game. Uh, but I, I think, you know, if you are a Kyle Pitts manager or you are a Drake London manager, this is a time that you're probably a little panicky. You're fidgeting. Yep. Uh, it, it's not feeling good right now because, it, it was rough. Like that's this is my fear, right? Like I, I think Drake London is among the top fifteen most talented receivers in the league. Great, but he's just not going to get the volume. And if you're going to be a consistent fantasy asset, you've got to get seven or eight targets at minimum a game. That's just not going to happen with Desmond Ritter at quarterback. Um, let's talk about some other running backs that had some really poor outings. Do you want to start with Khalil Herbert, or do you want to go uh, with somebody else? Uh, let's let's rip off the bandaid here with Khalil Herbert, I suppose. Um, you know, I obviously I've been very bullish on Khalil Herbert. I've been a huge believer in the talent. Like from an analytics standpoint, there was nothing that Khalil Sherbert, Herb, Khalil Sherbert, um, I, I would 
I would totally buy a Khalil Sherbert um, NIL deal. That, or that, what's should, the, yeah, that should be a good uh, a promotion for Khalil Herbert. Khalil Sherbert. Right? Like, I, what's the NFL ver- I think that's just like a, a deal, whatever. Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah that's just not an NIL deal, but like the, the NFL, whatever. You you get the picture. But, um, you know, led the team with nine carries. That's fine. But like looking at the snap percentage, you basically saw kind of like an even split between Khalil Herbert, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman, like – it was just a hodgepodge. I don't think yep. any of them looked fantastic. Roshan Johnson probably looked the best, but like none of them stood out. And it stands to reason that this is kind of going to be a committee. One thing yep. that kind of was a plus for Khalil Herbert, we saw some nice involvement uh, in the receiving game. Uh, five targets, three receptions, 37 yards. Um, you know, I had a, a nice little screen pass, went for, for 19 yards, and you love to see it, but you you just didn't keep going back to the well there. And I, I think Khalil Herbert um, definitely out of my starting lineup for the time being, but like, this is going to be um, I think a very volatile rushing attack for anybody involved. And this is probably going to be my moment where, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go and buy Roshan Johnson backing off my Khalil Herbert uh, hype train here. It, this sounds really bad, but we're probably going to need an injury before things get settled out in this backfield. Like the way that it's going right now with Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson and Justin Fields running so much, like you're probably going to need to have something happen for Even one Cole guy. Even Met got to carry in this yeah, game. I, I mean, well, geez. You're going you're gonna to need something to happen here before you feel comfortable starting any of these guys in your fantasy lineups. I want to get to one more running back. Kyron Williams looked really good and got a lot of work for the Rams, which is not great news if you're a Cam Akers dynasty owner. No, um, huge, 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 uh, I think, surprise. So, like, you looked at the final stat sheet uh, for Cam Akers, 29 rushing yards, and you're like, oh, my God, like, did, did he not play? Like, what – what happened? He dominated. No, he got he got volume. Uh, he got 22 rush attempts, averaged 1.32 yards per carry. Was just like stuffed the whole game. Did not look. He didn't look good. And I think what is more of an indictment. Like I thought this kind of projected to be a, an interesting matchup, especially for the run. But I think the most damning thing is that like they were willing to go to Kyron Williams when Cam Akers wasn't working out. And he looked a lot better. Like he didn't, he didn't blow the top off anything, but he still looked better than he just Cam looked like Akers. Better, yeah, the fresher, more athletic player. Which that wasn't Kyron Williams's calling card coming out of school. So it, it feels like this is going to be another one where it's a little bit of a committee. Obviously, Akers is going to get the most work here, but he's really a volume play at this point, and that's just about it. That's a scary place to be in if you're a running back. It's a very scary place to be. And I, I mean, Marcus, looking at his his value right now on Dynasty League football, Cam Akers drafted on average as the RB23. Yeah. Um, some players drafted behind him, Zach Charbonnet, Devin A. Chain. Like, if that's the the kind of price point we're talking here, I'm probably probably going to look to move on from Cam Akers as soon as there's some sort of window. I don't think it's after this week, but, um, you know. Although Devin A. Chain, healthy scratch for Miami in week one. Healthy scratch, but I, you know, even I, me, I'm not a huge Devin A chain believer. Um, but I, I do wonder how much of that factors into the, to, sure. you know, the fact that he's been managing an injury was taken off the injury report finally, but did miss a bit of time, probably just a little bit too much for, you know, a 21 year old rookie to uh, overcome. Um, you know, 
it's yeah. it's just it's very interesting. Um, and I don't want you know Cam Akers. He's only twenty four years old, but you know he's. It, it feels like every single year it's something with Cam Akers, and he's going to yeah. be a, a tough one to trust. And this this offense might be. Uh, you know, more volatile than we think uh, coming out of the gate. You know, they, they had a good game, but is it sustainable? I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how this entire uh, week shakes out. What a weird week, Marcus. What a weird week. Let's, uh, let's, <laughs> talk, let's talk about some of the injuries that happened because unfortunately we had some big injuries in week one of the season. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is so easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season with an offer that you won't want to miss. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Kate, let's get to the injuries. We had a couple big ones. Let's start with J.K. Dobbins, who, man, the guy just can't catch a break. Tears his Achilles in week one. Uh, This is after having a severe knee injury in the preseason in, what, 2021? Uh, I don't want to say it's over for J.K. Dobbins because I'm rooting for him, but this is a pretty tough one. Yeah, I, I don't want to say it's over either, and and if it's not, I'll be rooting for him harder than ever, but this was a, a contract year for J.K. Dobbins. Um, you know, obviously, like you had mentioned, uh, suffered that torn ACL, missed the entire 2021 season, missed half of the 2020 season, you know, with complications from that injury. Um started on the pup list this year with a knee injury, like, you know, eventually made his way back. I don't think any of the Rams running or any of the the Ravens running backs looked uh, necessarily great here, but you know, it It feels like they're going to have to go out and get a running back. Like as much as I'd love it to be Gus Edwards or justice Hill, it feels like they're going to bring in a Leonard Fournette type just to kind of stabilize the position. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel good um for for JK Dobbins and you know this is a guy who again 24 years old um you know has been pretty highly drafted in terms of of dynasty value like uh I've been kind of surprised that his price tag hasn't really come down at all um he's been just kind of hanging right there at like RB20 or RB17 um yeah. somewhere you know between RB15 to RB20 uh for what feels like the last season or so. But, um, you know, I think this is probably a moment where if you have any J.K. Dobbins shares, if you can, you know, throw him into a deal, like throw him into a trade that you're already doing as like a, a, you know, extra piece, like get anything that you can, if you can get anything for him, because I'm, you cannot project uh, that, he's going to come back and be the same running back. And he's uh, a free agent. He comes back at all. Yeah. And he's a free agent after the year, which I have a hard time seeing Baltimore bringing him back. And even if they do bring him back, there's no way they're going to go into the season with him being their lead back. So that you're going to see his ADP, you know, in startup leagues, absolutely drop like a rock. And it's really unfortunate because he's one of the best pure running backs that we have in the NFL. He just hasn't been able to stay healthy couple other injury things really quickly. Deontay Johnson left with a hamstring injury. As of this recording, we don't know the severity, 
but Kate, you and I saw it. it this one looks like a multi-week injury. Yeah, this uh, looked pretty brutal. He was down for for a good few minutes, then you know went to the medical tent. Was still hobbling along the sideline. Uh, you know, even even after being checked out there, just didn't look didn't look good. Looked very uncomfortable. Um, you know, obviously this is going to be an uptick in in you know some targets for George Pickens for Pat Fryermuth. Um, but I don't know after what we've seen from the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, so far here. Not quite sure that that, you know, even a, a increase in target volume is going to be something that's necessarily sustainable, yeah. even for, for a weekly flex play until this offense figures something out. Because Marcus, this, this offense was stagnant. It was stale. Um, it looked very much like the, the offensive struggles that we saw in years past. Um, Kenny Pickett didn't look comfortable. He just looked, um, he looked stressed to be Looks quite flustered. honest, like yeah. seem flustered. And, you know, I don't know that they have the play calling to necessarily overcome some of the struggles that we saw here in week one, obviously, you know, take everything with a grain of salt because you're going against like the literal best defense in the league um, in the 49ers, uh, maybe besides your Dallas Cowboys here, but <laughs> you know, it, it could look better um, against maybe some defenses that aren't necessarily as uh, as tough to overcome. But again, I, I don't think they have the, the right play calling that's going to um, elevate them out of these difficult situations anytime soon with Matt Canada. And the only other injury related thing that I would say is that we had Rashad Penny be a healthy scratch in week one, uh. which I don't know anybody predicted I thought the the Eagles were going to use him early up in the year until he got a little banged up which has been the case during his career with Seattle but for him to be a healthy scratch in week one is pretty concerning yeah it, it you know he was one of those those players that we mentioned ahead of week one saying that like yes you need to show me something show me literally yep. anything uh and and that that didn't that didn't work out um whatsoever no. it, it's Ugh. rough, rough. That that Eagles running back situation is going to be tough to figure out all but season. Hey, long. Kenneth Gainwell, I will say, yeah. looks looks like they're committing to him as as the guy for now. So for now, for now, we'll we'll see we'll how see. things continue to shake up. But might be uh, a pretty interesting like weekly flex play until sure. proven otherwise. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Again, every day is Matt and Ryan will be back on Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, we'll be back on Thursday to Friday to get you ready for uh, a fun weekend of football. We've got a doubleheader next Monday night. Uh, we've got a fun Thursday game between the Eagles and the Vikings. Should be a lot of fun. So make sure you are downloading the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Check out the show on YouTube. Go follow Kate on Twitter at Kate Majuk. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. And we'll see you right back here tomorrow.